Blog Talk Radio. Carrier in 2015 alone 
made $2.9 billion in profits. That's not the parent company. The parent company made almost $8 billion with Carrier's profits. So Carrier, you know, that unit alone made almost $3 billion in profits by itself. So $20 million is nothing. Okay? Mm. And here's the thing. That doesn't even help the Mexican because you figure it like this. Yeah, you're making, uh, what, 4,400 pesos a week, right? So that's a lot of money. Uh, a Big Mac meal in Mexico, the same Big Mac meal in the U.S. that we pay, what, $6 for, maybe $7, it's 86 pesos. Bread for two people is 16 pesos. A 900-square-foot furnished apartment in a normal area of Mexico costs 12,000 pesos a month. Even a 480-square-foot even a studio apartment in Mexico is 8,000 pesos a month. So how far is that 215,000 pesos a year going? If your rent is 8K and you make 44, uh, you know, it's, it's not so great, right? Put it like this. In Haiti, where they pay workers 30 cents an hour, it's a shade under uh, 30 cents is 19 Haitian dollars. Uh, for all my Haitian friends and, and, and listeners, I'm going to butcher the name of your money. Um, a basic mm-hmm. lunch in the Haitian business district costs 785 gourd, right? Bread for two people there is 57 gourd. Rent on a 900-foot square apartment uh, is 159,000 gourd. So you get the point. The point is, even if they move to Mexico, it's not like they're improving the Mexican people's lives. They're just trying to make more profit because they're constantly under pressure to raise profits, even though they are already profitable. Now, the thing about this, why, why I, I felt compelled to talk about this, now that it was brought up to me, right, is because on the campaign trail, Trump stepped in. This is Trump on the campaign trail. He says, I'm going to tell the head of carrier, I hope you enjoy your stay in Mexico, folks, because every single unit that you make and send across our border, which will now be real, <laughs> okay, uh, you're going to pay a 35% tax, right? That never happened, of course. You have to remember something about Trump. Trump was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He has great disdain for working people because he never had to do an honest day's work in his life, Okay. He is a great con man, and he used that to convince workers at Carrier that he was on their side when he was just delaying the inevitable, okay? And the reason why I bring this up now is because uh, what Nation brought up to me uh, a couple of days ago, right? And this is from, uh, from usnews.com, uh, Associated Press. They said, Carrier Corp. is releasing a timeline for eliminating 632 jobs at the company's Indianapolis factory that will be outsourced to Mexico. So company officials said in a letter Wednesday, uh, I'm sorry, released on Monday, that 338 jobs will be cut by July 20th, and another 290 will be out of work by December 22nd. Merry Christmas, y'all. United Steelworkers, local 1999 Vice President Robert James said it's cold to put people out of work just days before Christmas. It says, Donald Trump made the plight of 1,400 carrier workers a major campaign theme. Under pressure from Trump, carrier announced last November that it would keep some operations in Indianapolis, sparing about 800 workers. So they said they're going to spare 800. The 
cutting 600 more and then closing a whole nother plant. And to keep those workers, they had to give them $7 million in tax incentives to keep those workers there, and they're still sending 630 more to Mexico. Okay? You have to understand one thing about Trump, and these people keep getting suckered over and over and over again. Trump doesn't give a shit about you. Okay? Indiana voted for Trump overwhelmingly. Uh, they got 57% of the vote compared to Hillary Clinton's 37. So that con that Trump did, it worked. But then again, I mean, you figure Indiana voted for Obama in 2008, but they voted for Romney in 2012. So they were already leaning red, but this was an overwhelming victory for Trump. You know, because they thought that Trump was on their side. The problem, the, the, the thing that I'm seeing here is that these people who are being hurt, the people who are being hurt the most are the people who believe in Trump. I'll tell you something, Blue. I'm from New York. I don't believe in Trump. I never believed for a second he was going to help anybody, much less me. Because I've seen this motherfucker for 30 years of my life, 40 years of my life, you know, doing dumb shit in New York. So, and even if you lived in Indiana and don't know Trump except for his cameo in Home Alone 2, you know, all you got to do is just look at the behavior on the campaign trail. To know, like, yeah, this dude lives in a golden apartment. You understand? He has a gold toilet. That flushes. Why would you think that this dude is going to help you? And the people who are helping him the most are the ones who are going to be hurt the worst. You know, I just didn't understand. So when I see this whole thing about carryout, I, you know, Nation put me onto it, and I looked up on it, and I was just like, yeah. And, and I don't want to be cold and say they got what they deserve because you figure Hillary wasn't out that way saying anything. You know, only the person who was out there talking about Carrie was Bernie. And if Bernie ran, I'm pretty sure Indiana would have voted for Bernie because they see what Bernie's all mm-hmm. about. But they didn't have that choice. They got Hillary. I don't know. So they, I, so they were just like. I, don't, I, think you, I think you overestimate their ability to be, uh, to be loyal to the party. No, 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 no. Not in the case of Bernie. Because. The reason why Bernie would have won is that a lot of people who were on the fence about Hillary would have overwhelmingly voted for Bernie. Like all those polls that came out, and we were talking about during the election, uh, Donald Trump would have, in some of these polls, Donald Trump would have lost to Bernie Sanders by at least 10 percentage points, and the more liberal ones, he would have lost by 20 percentage points. Yeah. So anyway, you slice it, if Bernie had run against Trump, Bernie would have obliterated Trump. Because they see, you know, and a lot of people never heard of Bernie Sanders until this election. But all you got to do is Google. <laughs> Mason, what do you think? I know you what, what do you think? Well, I, I feel the same way you do. Um, I, I Actually, I wanted Bernie Sanders to stay in the race. You know, I wanted him to um, to be president over Hillary. I mean, everybody thought that Hillary was, um, everybody thought that she was more fit for the job because she's there, she knows everything, she knows the ins and outs. But, you know, I I thought Bernie Sanders should have been there. But with Donald Trump, I mean, 
Donald Trump is just an idiot. I mean, I I don't know. He's not. He was never a politician to me. It was just a fame thing to, to uh, uh, for me with him. Right. He just wanted to show everybody that he can be president, and you know he he was like, uh, "Watch what I can do. I'm going to be president. You just watch." And he did it. Everybody thought it was just going to be, you know, uh, um, like a. Uh, uh, Another stage for him, and that's what it was. It was a stage mm-hmm. just for him to accomplish in America, other than you know his business ventures and everything that he does. Big, he wanted to take over another um, platform in America, and he can't hear that. And you figure it like this: before I turned over to you, Nation, because I know you had something to talk about too. Donald Trump's whole thing, just like you said, is if somebody tells him he can't do something that he'll always try and do it. When they told him, his father told him, look, we make good money out here in Queens in real estate. Don't go to Manhattan. Manhattan's for the big boys. That's what he did. And at the end of the 80s, he lost everything. They took his yachts. Yeah. They took his, his properties. They took everything because he overextended himself, you know. Um, they told him, uh, you know, all these business ventures that he did that failed, like Trump Stakes and uh, Trump the board game and Trump Airlines because he saw his friends had those businesses and were successful and he said, well, they could do it, I could do it. I can sell steaks over the internet. Who can't do that? Obviously Trump because no one wants to buy steak over the internet. That's a fucking sharper image. <laughs> you know? But, but, but Nation, you, uh, you had something that you wanted to talk about, right? Yes, 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 yes. This um this uh guy from uh Fox New uh Fox Sports, uh Jason Whitlock. I'm sure everybody has heard of of what he said oh, about huh? Ron. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I know who he is, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm tired of hearing about him and he's an absolute nobody. Yeah, he's not he's not. He's just He's just uh, stirring uh, stirring a whole bunch of shit up, you know, in in the media, you know, just to get his name out there, you know, just like of of somebody. He's a he's doing something like a, a Howard Stern uh, type situation. Except for one thing, Howard Stern is actually kind of entertaining if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I never heard of Jason Whitlock until you mentioned it uh, yesterday, and I looked him up, and I was just like, this piece of shit? Jesus Christ. But then again, I've he's never heard of him until all the shit over the past couple weeks. For anybody that um, isn't familiar, basically, this guy is a white person's apologist. Everything that white people do when they're dead-ass wrong, he excuses it and tries to shame the black person that stands up for black people and tries to call them out. Uh, one of his colleagues, a white woman, a few weeks back, um, came for LeVar Ball and uh, said some, tried to shade him about the shoes that he sold and um, and basically confronted them, confronted him about it. LeVar Ball wasn't having it and was like, I'm not talking to you, I don't fuck with you kind of thing. And he defended that white woman. Uh, what's his name again? I really forgot his name. But Whitlock. He defended Whitlock. that white woman mm-hmm. as if, like, oh, we need to get together. Like, we all need to come together and all this other bullshit. But 
Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, this guy is a real idiot. You know, it, it just just makes me of what he said. You know, I don't LeBron James. I don't like him, but hear me out. He's a mm-hmm. great player. I did not like Reggie, and I did not like Jordan either. But they were great players. You know, but it doesn't take away from them that these men are black in America. It doesn't take that away. Famous. Everybody knows them. Yeah, they know them. They could buy almost anything in the world, you know. But they're still black when it comes to, you know, America. Yeah, they have. They have money. But you know, when it comes to you know racism, it has no. It has no. Uh, it has no. Uh, how, how can I? Say? No, no, no shield over them for uh, uh, being born black. When to me, and black, the the way I feel when you when you're born as a black person, it's a gift and a curse, more of a curse. Right. You know, because, because of all the repercussions and the consequences that comes with it. You know, I'm like I was telling my daughter. You know, I was talking to her, and she, she you know, she goes to a night school out there in Harlem. But she doesn't. She at the time, before the uh, the election, she didn't think racism existed every day, every second in, in the world. She didn't think so because she goes to school with different cultures, you know, and and she didn't she didn't experience it like you know um, everybody else would, or in the world because she's so young. And naive to the fact of, you know, what's going on, you know, and I had to explain to her, you know, you're, you're not, not everybody in this world. You don't, you don't uh, uh, go through the things, you know, that other people do. I mean, I've, you know, I've been going through racism for uh, quite some time now, you know, and I'm just one person in this world. Imagine, you know, imagine how, you know, everybody else feels. You know, but uh, you know, Jason Whitlock, you know, he's just an idiot. You know, he's saying that uh LeBron James is playing victim to what somebody did, you know, as spraying nigger with the E R, not the A. Not that it's no. not what it, it be how they spelled it, it is what it is, but I mean unless you're a rapper or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but, but nobody wants that shit spray painted on their house. Like, no, absolutely not. You know, he got, he got, he has kids. He has three kids, I believe. You know, he yeah. has a daughter, the youngest. You know, so nobody wants to, you know, feel uh, uh, um, threatened in a place where they live or where they have their family at. You know, regardless. Yeah. So it's it's just a. I'm bad really surprised thing. that. There weren't like way more cameras to capture this. Like that's what I'm really surprised about. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm not that he doesn't like, like not or anything. But I just I'm, I'm not really I'm not saying that there's. Oh, I I, I apologize. I, I didn't mean to talk over you. But no, I, I was no, just saying, no. Yeah, I, I would say LA is pretty liberal. You know, I'm not saying that there's no racism in LA. I'm just saying that. You know, they told me that happened uh, in 
some other state, you know, maybe if he had a, a house here in North Carolina, you know, I, I could imagine that there. But in L.A., I'm not saying it's a stretch. It's just more of like he should have cameras at home if he's rich. That much I'll give you. If you're rich, people will, will try and break into your house and steal your shit. So it doesn't matter what color you are. But um, L.A. is pretty liberal, and I'm surprised it happened there, but, I mean, racism is everywhere. So there's no place you can go where you can escape racism. It's just going to happen no matter what. I'll put it like this. I grew up in a mixed neighborhood in Long Island, right? And when, when, when we, the few times I did have to deal with racism, those people were seen as the outsiders. Those people were seen as pariahs. So if you were a racist, you were an outcast, you know, at least, at least in our school. Because we're going to hang with you because everybody hung out with everybody. They judged you on your constant character because we got to live around each other. If I grew up in an all-black neighborhood, I don't know if I'd have the friends that I have now because I probably wouldn't have given them a chance to be the good people that they are. So that happens no matter where I grow up. It doesn't matter where, there's always going to be some sort of racism. And no matter how much money I make, it's never going to, he's never going to escape it. So Jason Whitlock saying that, you know, LeBron, like, he's not affected by racism because he's rich. Uh, yeah, somebody spray painted nigger on his house. So that statement just becomes null and void right then and there on the spot. He pretty right. much, he voided his own opinion. Before he even came out of his mouth. Because if that was the case, nobody would have spray painted his house. Right. So, right. I, I don't well, understand. He actually went on to cite, like, why it wasn't racism. And basically, whenever you have, whenever you're rich, you don't, you're not a victim of racism. And so, this, this applies to Oprah. You know, she's already set out her own face that she's been, you know, um, turned away for service from stores until they found out who she was. And I was told that uh, some some black women had robbed the store, black people had robbed the store that she was trying to shop in, and that's why they wouldn't they wouldn't let her in. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, I think that happened to her. You ever see, she tried to buy the bag? The bag cost so much money. I don't Number how much it cost, but it was a rare bag. They would not let her buy it because of the color of her skin and how much it cost. They thought it was going to be like a a stolen credit card or something. Right. She let it known that you know the people obviously didn't know who she was. They did not know she was a Winfrey. Yeah, uh, they, they would not her buy that bag. You know, it, it 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 sucks to be you know to be outcast that way. That you know you can't just buy a bag. You know, and and oh, uh, it, it, it just it's just horrible. And this goes on each day. You figure every day. I mean, they didn't know who Oprah was. You know, Oprah's the most most recognized woman in America. She could buy your entire bloodline. <laughs> so exactly. it's like, yeah. let her buy the goddamn bag. But, you know, here's the thing. If they knew who she was, they wouldn't have given her a hassle. But just the fact that they saw a black woman trying to buy that bag, all of a sudden that becomes an issue. 
My friend told right. me a story, long, long story short. Mm-hmm. He was going on vacation to uh, Jamaica. That's where his wife is from. So he mm-hmm. was buying a whole bunch of stuff at Target, and he tried to pay for it by check. And they gave him a hassle about the check because they were like, well, sir, there may be a problem with the check. We'll have to call the, uh, you know, we, may, we have to call the bank manager. Here's the funny part. He was the bank manager. He worked wow. at a bank where he was the bank manager. So when they told him we had to call the bank manager, he was like, I'm right here. <laughs> what do you need to say to me? You know? Right. And he basically just returned all the items and bought them someplace else. They just lost like, you know, like a thousand dollars worth of business because they wouldn't take his check because they think, okay, he's a black guy. He's probably trying to kite this check. So mm. let's, let's make him jump through the hoops, you know? Right. And, right. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's... It, it's, but there are some people who don't really understand it. Like when I hear stuff like all lives matter, oh, that's such a cop out. You know, we know right. all lives matter, but some people feel that some lives matter less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, man. Yeah. You know, and 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 there was a uh, there's a, a NBA analyst. Uh, he was on this show with uh, Jason Whitlock. Uh, I believe it was on Jason Whitlock's show, I believe. His name is Chris Broussard, and he's an NBA ESPN. And he 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 got into um, Jason Whitlock for what he was saying, you know, calling LeBron James a victim. He really got into his ass because, you know, he he does this a lot, you know, about uh about players and that they they're – they have money and they shouldn't feel this way and they they you know yes they're black but why should they feel um like a victim you know like you were saying you know when I leave my show you know knowing that back to my my fourth, my fourth floor apartment and I live my life you know as good as I do some, 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 something like he said like that he said. Yeah. But you know, it, it, it's just it's just sick. It's just sick. I think something's really wrong with him. To tell you the truth, <laughs> you know, he says he says that he he's went through he's been through racism, you know, you know, early on in his life, you know, but uh, he doesn't he doesn't see you know him as a victim now because of the lifestyle that he lives. You know, I mean, can you can you be too rich to um to to to, no, to feel no. As, you know, as a victim? Lebron said it. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still a nigga, and in a racist right. eyes, right. you are still a nigga. You are less than. You are inferior to just because of the color of your skin. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much less money they have than you. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if they came from a trailer park or a penthouse. If they have white skin, they are automatically inferior. I mean, superior to you in their eyes. Right. And that's just not going to change. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, I'm convinced that this guy doesn't really believe. I'm convinced that this guy does not believe what he's saying. I think he's pulling a Tommy Lauren. I don't think Tommy Lauren even believes half the shit she's saying. Hence, why she got fired or suspended or whatever from her job. Tommy Lauren is out there talking about uh, 
how uh, global warming is a hoax and all that, but there is a video of her defending global warming and saying that it's real. Mm-hmm. You know, so now she's saying that it's fake because, uh, you know, that's how she makes her money. You know, he, there was even somebody who broke a conversation uh, with Jared Kushner when Trump was spreading that whole uh, birther thing. And they asked Jared Kushner, like, do you really, do you think that Trump really believes that Obama's not born in this country? I'm like, of course he doesn't believe that. But he knows that, you know, Republicans are stupid and they'll just believe what he says. And that's true. There is still a percentage of people in this country right now who still believe that Obama is not born in this country. Some of them are on my friend's Facebook feed, and I get to see those videos all the time. And they post YouTube videos of people saying that Obama's birth certificate is a fake. You know, people like Tommy Lauren and even and even Whitlock, they just figure, you know, people are stupid. So just people because they have money, that their money makes them smart. That Trump is proving every day. That is absolutely not true. They they literally have to give Trump flashcards, like he's trying to learn his ABCs to do uh, security intel. Because if you try to give him a real briefing, he's going to fall asleep on you because he's a seventy year old man who doesn't exercise and he's filled with Kentucky Fried Chicken grease. So <laughs> he's not going to be able to pay attention to an actual briefing. But he thinks that his voters are stupid, but he's just as dumb as his voters. That's the thing. And I don't like ragging on his voters because some of these people are my friends and family. So I don't want to disparage him like that. But, I mean, you know, we rely on other people's stupidity <laughs> to thrive because smart people are not buying into his bullshit. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, like uh, Martellius Bennett said about Jason Whitlock. You know, you just another nigga on ESPN. Don't forget that. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's a Later, he'll have a reality check, so. He won't get no more checks. You dig? West Coast concert for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of West Coast concert for life, I'll be at Coachella next year. Beyonce will be headlining. Ethan will be there. 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 Ethan when they make uh, an acoustic version of Booty Bitches, maybe I'll consider Beyonce a real artist. Yeah, and acoustic. That's I, that's I, that's you, I can find that song. That's fine. I bet you I can find that. But, um, <laughs> that's fine. No, I, I, I should have anyway. I digress, though. I did um want to quickly touch on Rough Night. The movie coming out a couple of weeks. I think it comes out not this coming Friday, but the following Friday. That would be June 16th. Mm-hmm. Just don't. Just don't. No. What? Like, what? Don't. Do not. The movie. Don't do it. The movie was so horrible? First, just to set up, yeah. It it reminded me initially of that movie with, uh, what's that white boy's name? Christian Slater. Uh, I was just very thinking bad about thing. that. 
it seems very much like that. It's set up like that, like, oh, okay, these, except now they're wimps and they go on this wild bachelorette night and um, and the stripper dies in a freak accident kind of way. So everything goes left after that, and it's basically then just trying to figure out what to do with the body so they don't go to jail. And, oh, first of all, let me just start out with the way this screening was set up. I knew it was going to be a problem because I got there at about 6.15. If you've ever been to these screenings, you know they tell you the movie starts at, like, 7 or 7.30. You should be there, like, an hour before to guarantee that you get in. So I, right. I did get there pretty early, you know, to make sure that I could get in. And they had a lot of props out. So they had a photographer. So you could take pictures with, like, the uh, bachelorette sashes or whatever, like things that said, like, you know, bride-to-be, best friend, maid of honor, and shit like that. And then they had a banner up that said, from Miss to Mrs. with all of my pictures. And they just wanted you. And then they had, like, little um, head stands with penises on them and penis straws and all these, like, props. So to me that was red flag number one because it seemed like they were depending on the gimmick of the event right. rather than the actual movie. They probably didn't want us to roast their asses with the reviews, so they were like, okay, let's give them two free drink passes, let's give them some shit to take home, and make them feel really good about this movie. But it was terrible. Six women in about the first 30 minutes or so, no more than 30 minutes, walked out. Just a group of black women walked out not even for free. They weren't willing to do it. And that just gives you an indicator of how terrible this movie was. So, some of, I would say some of the jokes, though, were a little, like, I feel like they were trying to, like, bring in attention or awareness to some Black Lives Matter and um, gender equality type of issues um, because some of the roles that they had were definitely switched between the men and the women. Obviously, the women were the wild ones. The men were a lot more tame um, and more into the their women than they were than the women were into the men, and so I did kind of like that. Um, but overall, I definitely would give it a D. It was the worst screening I've ever seen. Now, oh, my, my, my thing is this: right? I, I didn't see the movie, but I saw the trailer. Yeah. And, and, and the first thing I felt was very bad things. Christian Slater, right? Where they killed a they killed a prostitute by accident, freak accident, and you know, all that other stuff. Now, you figure, you have funny people in there. Jillian, I think Jillian Bell, the, uh, I, I hate to call her the heavy set one because, you know, people may not know who she is if you don't watch the type of movies I watch. Yeah. But, but yeah. Alana Glazer from Broad City, I, I love Broad City. So, you know, I, I like Jillian Bell. She was really funny in, um, God, what was it? Fist Fight. With, um, she played the guidance counselor. She, you know, she was funny in that. So you had a whole bunch of funny people. I don't know how Scarlett Johansson handles comedy. <laughs> I don't know if she was she funny in that or who was that? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, X-Men. No, no. She was, she was a leading character, but no, she was not funny. Um, Joe Kravitz was disappointed in that as well. Just know. And you know what? I don't know. I feel really crazy. 
We ain't got a lot of time. No, uh, no movie review. Ghetto black movie review by Kaiser So Say. Wonder Woman, best DC film ever. Not, but that doesn't make it one of the best films this year. Period. Very beautifully shot, but overuse of slow motion, which made the movie drag. A, a, a one hour twenty nine movie, a minute movie could have easily been ninety minutes. But it was very empowering in many ways. Just was a bit slow, and that's the end of my ghetto black movie review. <laughs> wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 you just had to get that, that, that in. That, that's that's that, 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 it would have changed the whole dynamic of the DC movies if that movie had come out first. Because a lot of my friends have already seen it. Like, uh, they love it, you know. And they hated the other DC movies. Like, they hated Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad. And, and, I, and I will admit, I liked Man of Steel until I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, Superman sure did kill a lot of people in this movie. <laughs> That's not like him. But, um... I heard mm-hmm. great things about Wonder Woman. I was in the bootleg it. I may actually have to go see it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I definitely would it, see it in the it, theater. It's definitely a theater yeah. watch. But just much like how the person walked out on the movie Odie saw, there's a couple of people walked out on this because I guess it was just, it was a bit slow. It's two and a half hours, I think, right? Mm-hmm. It's two and a half hours, right? One hour, 29 minutes. I had a hard oh, time reading, uh, giving these tickets away to the screening. Um, oh, and funny oh, enough, I what had a... Minutes, one hours, two hours, nine minutes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Two hours, nine minutes. Um, one of the people, after Kaiser said he could not go to the show, I passed the passes on to someone else, and she came back and was like, oh, my, my uh, guy has to work in the morning and this is too long. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Don't get about you. We're still talking right. about one woman. Okay. Huh. Yeah. But I I, huh? I will say this oh. I will say this about one woman now. I think the formula is less Zack Snyder. Like, Zack Snyder was one of the producers and one of the writers. So there was other people filtering it in. Like, stuff like Batman vs. Superman, like, as far as I know, that was all Zack Snyder. And then that's why it became such a clusterfuck. But Zack Snyder took the back seat, and then the movie just came out better. I mean, I hadn't seen it yet. So I'm pretty sure I'll have my pros and cons when I go see it. But um, general consensus, you know, I mean, I, don't, I haven't checked on this week, but last week was up to like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like all the right, right, and, and, right. And you figured they gave Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad got in the 30s. So it, it was. I mean, I mean, I mean, you, I mean remember, the thing is that you have to be honest, honest. You, you, you have to be honest with yourself, though. Wait, 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 Charles. Look, you know, I'll be smoking a lot. I can't remember. 
let me tell you, remember they said that they spent more money on Wonder Woman at a certain point than they ever spent on Suicide Squad. Keep in mind that they the advertising and marketing includes paying for reviews or making fake reviews in sites like Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, not only that, you have to keep in mind that, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Batman versus Superman will be a a, a greater attraction than than, uh, Superwoman. I mean, to be honest. But then let's look at how that movie played out. The acting between the two I mean, yeah, but that wasn't the the expectation, though. (laughs) That wasn't the expectation. (laughs) I mean, all of us were hype when we heard the announcement. So once the early reviewers seen it, it seemed like this is the most crock shit, piss shit ever. Boom, that it all went downhill from that. It doesn't matter, they still made their money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean it's still made their money. They made their money. Yeah. You figure I, I figure like this. Guardians of the Galaxy right now is up to two hundred million. So if that's the case, one woman should do an easy billion. Hmm. If 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 uh, if you're six hundred million billion. Uh, no, uh, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, eight hundred million. Ooh. Oh, man, I thought it was going better so, than that. No, no, that that that's worldwide, of course. But um, if Guardians, which is one of Marvel's uh, lower level superhero movies, if that does that much, only one could do a billion dollars easy. Batman vs Superman didn't even do a billion. They did like eight hundred million worldwide, which is where Guardians is now. So. And, and the reviews help. I mean, you figure Baywatch got tanked in the reviews, and they only pulled in, like, they barely pulled in, like, 20 million in their first week. That's what would be, like, a, a blockbuster because the Rock and Zac Efron were in it. Some movies just don't need to be remade. Some concepts just don't need to be explored in a movie, and that definitely was one of them. Dwayne Johnson is, is, is a cool cat, and he, he makes big moves, but that was the wrong move. You figure it like this. Somebody brought up a good point. You hear, you hear about Baywatch, you're like, oh, I need to check this out. Baywatch right now is not streaming on any platform. Yeah. 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 Some stuff in the 80s just got to stay in the 80s. It don't work in 2017. Yeah, I'm like, leave the boonies alone. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. I don't know why would you even attempt to do that. They don't want to do the boonies because uh, a couple of people, they don't don't want to be in the Google, the reboot. He's he's adopted now, and he's doing well. He doesn't want to be in it anymore. I think they're going to do this one. Yeah. I think that's a done deal. And they plan on right, bringing Rambo back as well, right? Rambo? All right, last yeah. words, last words. You got two minutes. <laughs> what would you do with Rambo? Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, your final words. Everybody give a blurb. Uh, uh, leave Rambo alone. <laughs> Don't read to it. Not unless you want to lose money. Because you're not going to have this alone. It's, 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 
if Hollywood is looking for the way to do something right that's still, like, 80s-centric, then look at Stranger Things. I feel like that was a really good example of of original content that is still taking us back to a simpler time, so to speak. Take note. Yeah, imagine, imagine if they would have gave um, Beyonce Wonder Woman the green light. Oh, my goodness. Real quick, Foxy's got mad at Wonder Woman because she's not wearing red, white, and blue shorts. So a Beyonce Wonder Woman, I think there would have been rides in the street. Mm. <laughs> right, because yeah. Wonder Woman isn't from America. She's from Paris, Paradise Island. She's an Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that's that a yeah. super concept anyway. Yeah. But she kicked ass in that movie. Definitely go see it. But like I said, I mean, it's not no... It ain't no Avengers or anything like that, but it's definitely they did a, they did a good job. It was a woman. I think the main director was a woman, 